0: Now, in the uh, towers of uh, Edmonton. I'm not a Tory, I don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict of crack cocaine. All right, welcome today to a a Jessica week of. Fat, French, and fabulous. I am, of course, Jessica. Wait, are we fabulous or fantastic? We're fabulous. Okay, I always forget. You keep thinking fantastic, but we are, in fact... Fabulous! We are fabulous. We are fabulous. And anyway, that's Janelle. (laughs) Yay, it's me. Uh, Today our topic is famous last words, and even not so famous last words in some cases. I was going to say, I think some of these are going to be pretty obscure. Some of them are going to (laughs) be, as all Jessica topics, some of them are going to be pretty obscure. Like what Jessica thinks is mainstream, and like what normal people think is mainstream. I'm just like, huh, uh, yeah, I guess the average person doesn't know a lot about the bread riots that led up to the French Revolution, huh? Mm, I think it's in the high school curriculum. It is, but no one paid attention. That's yeah, also true. I mean, like, Jessica just showed me, like, a picture on her phone of a sweater composed entirely of Angela Merkel's face. I think the fact that we both looked at it and we we're like, ha it's the only existing photos of Angela Merkel smiling, <laughs> just shows that none of us go outside. Often Except it, they aren't the only pictures of Angela Merkel smiling, because I do know of one other one, which I once gifted to a friend. No, that's not better. <laughs> no, we've spent way too long just hanging out with like ultra liberal college kids. <laughs> I I spend way too much time with people whose, you know, like primary interests other people have yet to even conceive of as an issue. No, all of your friends are just hot for Angela Merkel, and that's an issue. <laughs> not all of my friends. A lot of your fr- a substantial portion of your friend group, wants to bone Angela Merkel. Well, what are their other options, Nicholas Sarkozy? I don't know, people, normal people that do not lead European nations. That's I mean, their other I mean, if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick, if you had to pick any European leader, come on. Ew. <laughs> Seriously, though, you're not down for Theresa May. <laughs> She's not my type. That being said, I think that there is there is room in this world for people who are attracted to Theresa May and to Angela Merkel. How very normalizing of you. I I like to be open minded. Don't normalize this. This is weird. <laughs> anyway, let's start. So no good. I think that anytime you're talking about famous last words, it has to come with a bit of a a bit of a caution. That being that anything that sounds too good or too pithy or too poetic should be immediately seen as suspicious. Yeah, I think like most people's last words are actually something just like "Oh shit! Oh, it hurts so bad." Blah. Or "Don't worry, it's not loaded," which is actually several famous people's last words. Uh-huh. I, I don't think those are famous people. <laughs> I, I think that's just a lot of like toothless hillbillies in the boonies. And one of the members of the band Chicago. <laughs> oh, fuck! Really? Oh <laughs> yes, god! Really. I gave people too much credit. There yeah, really. There is several people for whom that is their last word. <laughs> so, Hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. So one of the problems <laughs> is often there is a political. There are political reasons to skew these people's words. Often the person themselves who is dead doesn't have the ability to correct the the register. Would they want to though? It's like, man, that's way cooler than what I actually said before I died. (laughs) Please no, please (laughs) no. My actual last words were like, oh god, I think I just shit myself. (laughs) Like, I'm really glad you gave us something (laughs) profound instead. Yes, so in general, I'm going to be, I, I did my research on these. I tried to find multiple sources on them, but I will point, out, put out the caveat that in general, it is difficult to ascertain what people actually said right before they died. And often we don't even have their last words, just the last words they said to another human being who is right. our only source for what they said. I bet some of these people just like thought of something really awesome. And then you have to be really sure that you're dying when you say it. You have to be dedicated. Because you're yeah. like, all right, I can't say anything else after I've said this. This is it for me. That's it. And like, can you imagine if you like get out your your that perfect pithy line? And, then, and yeah. then like you keep dying for another hour. You're like, God damn it, I can't even like talk to people now. This sucks. Yeah, so one of my favorite examples of a planned last line uh comes from James French. Who it was a convicted oh, murderer. Um he was sentenced to the electric chair. Uh, not after his first murder, the one that landed him in prison. Oh. Which is he killed a motorist who picked him up when he was hitchhiking. Well, that's just a dick thing to do. I know. Like someone goes <laughs> out of their way to be nice to you and, and you, you really murder them. What's the game plan from there, though? Do you just leave the person by the side of the highway and I, take their car? Like, I honestly don't know. They were gonna drive you to your destiny. What if you can't drive and you're just like, fuck, I did not. Whoops. What if you like if you you've pulled somebody's like pulled Over to give you a ride, you kill them, and then you realize that they drive a stick shift, and you're like, oh shit. Uh, Shit. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> well, the cab's covered in blood now. <laughs> but I can't drive stick. Like, fuck. It's, it's not exactly like you could ask another motorist to help you drive this vehicle <laughs> you stole from a corpse. blood. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sticking your thumb out on the side of the highway. Oh, uh, yeah. No one else is stopping, bud. <laughs> Nobody's coming to get you. And, you know, like, really that's a harm to the rest of us. Like, maybe one day if I get stranded, I might want somebody to... To pick me up while you're covered in blood, you know, maybe I'm covered in blood. Why are you covered in blood? Like, just just theoretically, just nope. think of okay. theoretically. I and don't... I would like someone to pick me up, but no one's going to pick me up because they're like, oh, she might be a murderer. Maybe she's like that James French. No, but you probably are a murderer. Is the thing if you're covered in blood on the I, side of the highway? I would never murder somebody who offered me a ride. They don't know that. Also, that that sounds like some, what somebody says <laughs> right before they murder someone who offered them a ride. <laughs> anyway, so the act, like the historical record, is silent on his actual motive for doing this. But apparently, he got really bored in prison, and he wanted <laughs> oh, no. to convince the state to just up and kill him already. So he strangled his ro- his cellmate. Oh. Which is also deeply Wait, uncool. if you want to die and you have a ligature, like, there's an obvious solution here. I mean... I, <laughs> the he, state he, has to do it. It doesn't count if I do it. Mr. French does not seem like he plans ahead. No. He doesn't seem like he thinks of the most easy solution. <laughs> like, there was a simpler solution here. Not to be morbid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he did it with his hands. I did not check. <laughs> It was old timey prison. They had lots of stuff you could kill yourself. with. Old timey prison, you like you could basically you could basically murder yourself with anything. There's they just exposed do. nails and yeah. just all kinds of fun. If stuff. If you're determined enough, anything is a weapon. There's a there's a wall and you can just beat your head on it until <laughs> you don't remember you're in prison. Are there objects around you? Well, you're in luck. They can be weapons. Oh, Christ. This is probably not doing a lot to convince yeah, you that I'm right. not a murderer. Don't go to prison. You you will not survive there. Mostly because apparently you can kill yourself with anything. I mean, as long as you... You know, if you're plucky, if you have determination... Oh, my God. This sounds like... You're making it sound like suicide <laughs> is a fucking Boy Scout badge. I mean... I mean, I don't think that there is an actual badge for that, and I don't think there should be. There should not be. There should not be. To to be clear, on the record, there should not be. (laughs) Uh, Like, I would just like to state this (laughs) publicly. Mm. There should not be a suicide Boy Scout badge. I should (laughs) not be. You should not be allowed near children. I am okay to be around children, (laughs) not you. I mean, some people let me babysit. That's, That's a mistake. I mean, they're mostly related to me, but... Still a mistake. Maybe they're just not that fond of their children. Maybe this was a hint. (laughs) I like kids. That's not... No, that's what you say before you (laughs) offer them a fucking merit badge for suicide. (laughs) No, not all of the things you say sound like cover stories. Anyway, I'm just saying that it's important to believe believe in yourself and have determination. Is that so wrong? Okay, sure. So strangles his cellmate. <laughs> right, back to this. Yada yada yada. <laughs> they decide to execute. They him. decide to execute him. Um wow. and he shouts his last before he gets the electric chair, he shouts his last words to the assembled members of the press who are there to witness the exe- ex- execution. Hey fellas, how about this for a headline for tomorrow's paper? French fries. I mean, it's clever. It is it it's is clever. clever. I don't know. That is a lot of dedication to a pun, though. I want to know how long it took him to come up with that. Like, if he had a notebook or something, it was just like, hmm, French he, toast? Mm-mm. Mm. He was probably bored and solitary after he strangled his, Clearly, his cellmate. Clearly, he was bored to begin with. He killed <laughs> the dude because he was bored. This man needed Adderall. <laughs> he, he needed stimulation. The kind of stimulation that doesn't involve murdering Holy people. Holy shit, like, we have Xboxes now. I feel like his life would have been so much better. <laughs> if he just been born a few decades later. But like, you know, that's one strategy for giving yourself a place in history. Just coming up with a really pithy line. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. Nobody I would mean. remember he was an unremarkable killer of motorists before that. <laughs> motorist. 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 Unremarkable killer of motorists and one inmate. I mean, he wasn't even particularly good at killing motorists. Yeah, you get caught. He only got the one. <laughs> he only fuck. Which is why determination is so important. But also, planning. No, this is not a life lesson. <laughs> this is not a teachable moment. Nothing, you should not learn Everything's anything. a teachable it's moment. It's not. It's really not. But, sometimes I wonder, do you think he maybe killed his roo- like his cellmate? I nearly always say roommate. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think I'm normalizing prison too much a little here. <laughs> but because he came up with the line and he was like, like, shit, now I have to get electrocuted. I mean, I could just, like, I could just hang myself. But I've damn, got this really I've got good this line. i got this really good pun. <laughs> <laughs> A man died for that pun. Two men, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> three, if we're really counting. <laughs> um, another one, uh, and this is one is is far more famous. Even though I, I don't suspect everyone knows it. I think it's uh, I'm far more well known than uh, Mr. French. And it's, uh, Mary Antoinette, Queen of France and Archduchess of Austria. Ah, yeah, she was a popular lady. Very popular lady. Um. Let them. But controversial. Manger le gâteau. Something like that. Something like that. So, her last words, and I'm gonna give you these words, uh, before I give you the context for her. Pardon, pardonnez-moi, monsieur. Je ne, je ne les fais pas. Damn it. I can't speak French. You speak French. French. I know I speak French. This is bad. Pardonnez-moi, monsieur. Je ne l'ai pas fait exprès Which translates to Excuse me, mister, I want a yogurt parfait? (laughs) Something like (laughs) that Something like that Excuse me, monsieur, I would like a last meal I would prefer a little bit of cake, maybe Oh, sensitive, I know Perhaps just a parfait That sounded like a really long sentence It's amazing French can condense all of that into a few words. That's not usually the stereotype we have about French, but it's actually quite condensed. (laughs) But it actually translates as, pardon me, sir, I did not mean, I did not do it on purpose. Which is uh, allegedly, anecdotally, what she said when she approached the guillotine on the day of her execution and accidentally stepped on the foot of her executioner. Oh, so she was polite to the end. Polite. Man, if I was getting executed by my own people, it would be like, yeah, take that, fucker. <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> take that, biatch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can translate any of those swear words into French. I mean, they probably have an equivalent to biatch, but, like, it's probably not etymology- etymologically similar. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but the reason why I find it very interesting is it's sort of a good reflection of her life, you know? Sorry, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> all of France. My bad, <laughs> My France. My bad. I didn't mean to gamble away all of your money and then watch you die. It, it's interesting because really, Mary Antoinette... Was not the main problem when it came to the French Revolution. No, it was she a, was a symbol of what was wrong. She was a symbol. She was just this hapless Austrian girl who got married off to some distant cousin. Yeah, just do some, you know, like some weird French French prince. She was Austrian, wasn't she? Yeah, she was Austrian. Because yes. French wasn't even her primary no. language. No, she just sort of was like what any given I think thirteen year old would do if like mm-hmm. given infinite power, money, and like people who'd listen to her. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and, the, and the big she problem. She became a tyrant. That's what they all did. I mean, she had very little actual No, power. she was a spoiled brat. And, like, what I've heard about her is that, like, she used to like playing at being poor, mm-hmm. which just pissed people off more. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was like, I want to pretend to run a store and be poor. Then I'm going to go home and eat pheasant. And the major problem was just, like, there wasn't enough food. And <laughs> the economy was problem. inefficient. And <laughs> wars had, like, previous wars had. Bankrupted the country And their tax system was monumentally stupid I think they could have actually made it If not for the like No one had food thing Yeah You know what makes (laughs) people really angry? Famine Famine (laughs) Nothing quite like a pissed off bunch of women With farm tools And empty stomachs at home (laughs) Because women were super important To the beginning of the French Revolution It was just like a lot of really angry women Marching on Versailles Oh. Yeah. It was mostly women. And people complain about the women's march and nobody got executed after that. I mean they didn't kill a soul, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the one of the examples I use when I say, you know, like we should probably question that because it's too politically Convenient? Convenient. For who though? I, I don't know who had like who had like it's, <laughs> people it's, hated her. It, people hated her, but it's it's a weird narrative. So it, it might be something that monarchists did, I guess, or so. it might be something that like just some historian some historian forwarded it because like it was just the the perfect line. That being said, I do find it a very interesting sort of sort of anecdote from history. Right. Another one of my favorites is a rather talented fellow. I think he was. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I think he was from the Prussian army, and okay, his name wow. was. He was. So this is old. This is old. This is. <laughs> yeah. This is. This is old as balls, or at the very least, is old this, as balls. Balls it is, are as old as Prussia. Yes, because Prussia has not been a country for, for some time yeah, now. A long time. This one is interesting. So he was quite a talented fellow, and his he was a field marshal, and his name was Kurt Christoph Graf uh, von Schwerin. What language is that? Prussian. So that do they have German? Oh, okay. so like it was probably a Prussian dialect of German. Okay, so nobody, nobody speaks nobody, this anymore. <laughs> nobody speaks okay. this. Either that or everybody speaks this. I'm not sure which dialect became dominant. Well, how dare you not study that more closely? <laughs> God, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like I... I mean, sure, your language degree was in romance languages, but why don't you know everything about the Germanics? It's like you live to disappoint me. <laughs> it's it's basically who I am as a person. I don't know <laughs> who I am when I'm not disappointing people. <laughs> just me, specifically. Just just specifically Janelle. Every morning you wake up and you're like, Man, how could I let Janelle down today? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'll, I just like sometimes, like, I let other people down just to get a oh, jolt, but it doesn't really satisfy me <laughs> just to feel the alive. way that disappointing Janelle does. It's just to get me through the day. <laughs> you need so much therapy. So, Mr. Uh, von Schwen was at the Battle of Prague and. He says to his men... I assume he did not make it out of the Battle of Prague. No, this, this, <laughs> the, he, he most decidedly did not. This is his last words. <laughs> so he says to his men, Let all brave Prussians follow me. And he is immediately hit in the face by a cannonball. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that inspires confidence, doesn't it? I don't know much about history of... Prussia, But I assume they did not win this battle Yeah, like, I I don't Like, if I saw that and I was just a random (laughs) person And I'm just like I'm deserting now It's a (laughs) a hard no for me I'm gonna go I mean, (laughs) bravery or having all of my grey matter On the inside when I die (laughs) Ooh, I'm feeling very German today (laughs) Goodbye, Prussia Goodness gracious Isn't it a lovely time to be French right now Holy shit (laughs) I mean, that did not inspire confidence, I don't imagine. I can't imagine it did. <laughs> the single most traumatic thing <laughs> any of them ever witnessed, I think. Other than all the other things they witnessed at the Battle that, of Prague—that's uh, Just their lives. Just everything was horrible. People <laughs> shitting in the streets. Just an awful time to I be mean, alive. either you had a hobble to shit in or you didn't. But uh, that would either still, way, I think be a, like shitty low light. <laughs> that would not be that would not be one of the part of the highlight reel of, of my life, even as a Prussian peasant. Your crappy peasant. Prussian peasant existence, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and like the thing I was really curious about when I was reading this, and there's no like real description of it, is like did it decapitate him? Oh my god, I think it would liquefy him. <laughs> I think there was, like, some of the soldiers had to be, like, in the splash zone. Like, they don't, I, don't like I, this, I, I don't I'm know. not a doctor, but I don't think this is good. You're like, like well, I'm like, are we talking, like, liquid? Or are we talking a fine mist? Like, the human brain is, like, the consistency of gelatin before it's been set properly. Like, it... it no, <laughs> no. And like, I, I figured that the reason why they didn't include that detail was that it was maybe a little too gory, God, or maybe like they for the later, dignity of the family. I was say, for the dignity of the family. All these years later, it's like no, your descendants deserve better. And I was just thinking, I'm like, how much head do you have left when you get hit by a cannonball? I don't think much. <laughs> I mean, in the, like, because the human skull is tough. But it's not that tough. No, like I've seen like the video of JFK's assassination and like that there wasn't too much a head left there. Yeah. So I feel like cannonball is just I mean, it doesn't even have to be a particularly big one. Oh god. <laughs> but of oh. course that's what I wondered about. Yeah, I don't I'm really glad that photographic evidence of that was did not you oh, gross. Sometimes we're better not knowing about yeah. history. Yeah. We're going to really maybe someday regret that we photograph everything. Um, This one's one of my favorites, and if I ever get off a really good line, I hope it's something like this. Okay, good. I will... You can say it, and then I'll kill you immediately. Je vais où je je vais mourir. L'une et l'autre se disent ou se disent. Translated? I I caught the word other That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) I am about to, or I am going to die. Either expression is correct. Dominique Beaucour, French gr- grammarian. <laughs> I admire that in a man. <laughs> Grammatical till the very end. That was, a, that was, that is dedication to your craft. <laughs> I mean, he died doing what he loved. Being pedantic. I was going to say, yeah, being a pedantic <laughs> prick. <laughs> that being said, like I like the line it says, like I am about to or I am going to die. Clearly, he's not a he's he's not a prescriptivist. And I <laughs> speaking, he's as, leaving it open to possibility here. Yeah, like he's just saying, you know, like either is correct. I mean, technically, you can say that at any point in your life, and it is technically correct. We are all. Dying a little bit on the inside and yeah. the outside every single day. You know, I think it's when you're 25 that your cells stop replacing at the same rate they once did. So I'm already <laughs> on the way. You're on the way down. I'm on the way down. I've got like a couple months left. You know, you know you're not dying yet. <laughs> not yet. Just give it a couple months. Oh, that makes you feel good. But you know, <laughs> I find that like I respect a non-prescriptivist, like the kind of person who's just like, oh, you can only use whom in this instance, like. Stop. Just stop. Jessica, you are the only person I've ever met who has a strong, firmly held, and fully formulated opinion about what you think of prescriptivists. (laughs) I mean, there's (laughs) others out there. No, no. It's just you. It's just you and the weird little friends you made up in your head. Nobody else has strongly held opinions about prescriptivists. I mean, go on the internet and use whom wrong. You'll find them. No, you won't. Nobody uses whom. (laughs) <laughs> Who? What was the last time you used... No, I know this. You used whom today, I'm sure. Oh, probably. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, there are days where I haven't spoken to anybody, and there are days when I've used whom. I bet you use whom, like, while addressing your dog. Probably. That's awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was this morning. I said about whom this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> like, there's just so many wonderful things to see and do in this life that don't involve using whom. See... I love whom, but I don't force my love of whom onto others. And I think that's the distinction. Whatever helps you to sleep at night. I don't sleep at night. I'm an insomniac. Okay. No, you get weirder every time I talk to you. (laughs) This is great. This is is a cool guy. And it's somebody that other people will admire instead of just me. Oh, good. So, his name is Willem Arondus. He was a Dutch artist and writer. And he was also a member of the Dutch anti-Nazi resistance during World War II. Well, that's the best kind of anti-Nazi resistance. Yeah, the The Dutch Dutch. kind. (laughs) Sure, they've got fun orange uniforms, I'm sure. Yeah, they're... Bright orange, which does not go well with the Dutch complexion, but that is another that is a that They is an boldly aggression. wear it anyway. I mean, it takes a lot of confidence to be that pasty and wear that much orange. You don't have to be white to be Dutch. You can be as whatever colour you want. I mean, there's I'm, not that many people who are I mean, white in Netherlands, but I am not saying that all Dutch people are no, pasty. A great, a great deal of them are incredibly almost like Pasty to a medically fascinating degree. Like, to the point of near-translucence. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck you. We wear orange. <laughs> I admire- In fairness... Like, red and white doesn't look good with, like, pasty white Canadians, either. Oh, yeah. And the we, we stay indoors, like, nine months a year. The Scots have it right with the white and blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually quite good. You spend, you think about this. This is something you think about. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, this is just dawning on me at the first time. Everybody who's, like, super white looks awful with Canadian flag anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the red looks good, but the white is the problem. I don't even know that it does. This I, is a huge. I, <laughs> this is this is a, a, this a, is a discussion. Huge yeah. This is a, this is a discussion for another time. <laughs> anyway, back to Willem. Oh, good. Mr. Arendus, if you prefer. No, I don't. So, <laughs> he led a group. He led a group of fellow uh fellow resistance members and they firebombed the Amsterdam Public Records Office. Why? To destroy the records of all the Jews in Amsterdam. Okay, I was gonna say this seems like pointless aggression in the face of Nazis, but I guess there was like a method yeah, to their you No, know, it was it was to prevent right. Nazis from using the data that this office had okay. for, for identifying Jews. This was people. a noble firebombing. This was a noble firebombing. Okay, good. Usually when you firebomb a library, you're not the good guy. Uh, he and the group were arrested. Right. Uh, 12, uh, including him were executed. So he dies somehow in this story. No, he, he dies by firing squad. <laughs> oh, good. And the, his last words, because one of the things about Willem was that he was a gay man. Oh, okay. So the Nazis wanted him dead anyway. Oh yeah. Like he, he was, he was screwed either way. Either he could have died in a concentration camp with a pink triangle on his chest or he could save some Jews in the process. What an option. I'm, it's not the best. <laughs> no. And Anyway, his last words are, let it be known that homosexuals are not cowards. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's actually a fun one. That's like, it's... Well, I mean, not fun, obviously, because this was a gay man being executed by firing squad by Nazis. But, <laughs> I mean, Which is never the best time. not really a good time, but it, that's, I like that. That's, it's admirable. It is admirable. I'm surprised that the Nazis like noted it. Yeah, it's. I don't know exactly how it made it into the historical record, right? But I, I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was right. Like, the homosexuals have not been cowards. Yeah, like that is that is a level of bravery and self sacrifice that he, as somebody who could have bled in, blended into the background, did not have to do. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a way fancier way of saying "fuck you." Yo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a really nice. It is. Fuck it you. is a poetic "fuck you." I like that. Um, if I ever die by firing squad, I'm sure I'll think of something equally great at the last moment. Oh, I actually have another firing squad one. Oh, good. Lots of people um, seem to die by firing squad. Uh, this was during the Irish Civil War. He was, oh, no! He was one of the Irish Patriots right. in 1922. He also, of course, died by firing squad, and his name was Robert Erskine Childers. Okay. If it's not pronounced that way, don't inform me. It'll only Childers? fill me with shame. Childers, prob probably. I don't know. Childers, Childers, <laughs> I don't know. I've never... something Irish. Something Irish. Yeah, sure. Because you know, uh, not all language transcribes uh, phonetics the same way. And his last words were, "Take a step forward, lads. It'll be easier that way." Ah, taunting. That is, that, is even, <laughs> that is even more aggressive, fuck you. Mock your shooters. <sighs> I like it. Can you even aim? Can you even execute me properly? Get do a little closer, why don't do you, boys? Can you even execute, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like-, <laughs> like, that is... I'd call that ballsy, but I guess he's gonna die anyway. Might as well be spiteful. <laughs> I think all the best ones seem to be coming out of executions. If uh, we want a better supply of famous last words, we need to execute more people. I mean... I, I, I think it gives you time to plan. If you know in advance, I feel like during a civil war, they don't really give you a lot of notice. Yeah, I think the best ones are, like, executions and after long illnesses. Like, immediate- You need to, you need to know this in advance. You need to know this in advance. Like, immediate accidental deaths. Well, yeah, the last words of everybody who has ever died in a car accident are just like, Aah! Yeah, like, James Dean's are really sad, which, he, oh. he says, I, I don't have them written down, but it's something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, like, he's going to turn, you know, he's, he's going to, he, they'll see us. Oh. And yeah, he died in a head-on collision. Yeah. But his passenger survived. Oh. Yeah, it's like, he did not have the time to plan that out. Yeah, I don't really want my last words to be like describing the asshole weaving across a lane in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Decidedly not. No, you get back! I have. I do not want to die describing your erratic driving. Oh yeah, like I don't want to be, be- those to be my last words. But speaking of uh, long, slow deaths of, of, oh, of terrible good. illnesses, super cheerful. Uh, lady, so pr- pr- approximately the same era, we have Lady Nancy Astor. So she was fancy. Yeah, she was born in America, but she was oh. an English socialite. I was say, I don't think you get to call yourself lady if you're born in America. Yeah, she unless was unless you are, yeah, mm-hmm. British. You're whatever. especially not allowed to call yourself lady if you live in Can- if you're Canadian because we banned hereditary titles. Did we really? Oh yeah, I think it was after oh. World War One. Because sense. like everyone was getting mad about like people who had been gifted titles fancy after the titles? war. Well, yeah. I want a fancy title. This is bullshit. I mean, everyone wants a fancy title, but you can't have one if you're Canadian. That's actually why um, Conrad Black switched his citizenship. Yeah, because he wanted a title. I was going to say there was like a sir. We've had sirs live here before. Sirs aren't hereditary. Like, oh, knighthoods right. if knighted, aren't hereditary. So right. yeah, that's the right. The only title, like, gentry title you can have as a as a Canadian is a sir or a particular type of lady, which is the kind of person who also has a knighthood. No, like that's what really sucks about being a woman. I mean, there's there's like more than one thing. I mean, this is, this is this is low down the list. This is no, this is clearly the primary issue. Is that it's like if you do some cool shit and impress the queen as a guy, you get to be sir. But if you do some cool shit and impress the queen as a woman, you get to go by dame. And I feel it's like objectively less cool. Yeah, it's that's dame the number is one uncool. issue I have with being. It is an a uncool title. It's uncool. Sorry to Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah, and... It's not not okay. Like, there's just, like, a lot of, like, really cool dames out there, but it's not as cool as sir. No, it's not. No. I mean, that is my number one issue. Equal pay, paid maternity leave. I think if I ever get a knighthood, which is very unlikely, I'll just go by sir anyway. You can do that, though. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, what are you gonna do about it? I already have a knighthood from the queen. What are you gonna do? Make me call call myself dame? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I think if you use that voice ever, you've actually excluded yourself from knighthood forever. I think I'm not allowed to enter like Buckingham Palace if I've ever sounded like that. That's true. I, I can go to the <laughs> East End, and I can go to Whitechapel, <laughs> oh. oh! but otherwise there are areas in England I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> Only the parts that used to be gross but are now too expensive yes. for you to afford. Yes. All of London is now just expensive. <laughs> I am poor and it is sad. <laughs> so... Lady Astor was one of the first, I think she was the first to take her seat. Okay. Uh, female members of Parliament in the UK. Oh. And she was known for her sharp wit. She was known for being very aggressive. She was known for having many witty repartees with Winston Churchill. If you remember that that one about her making jokes to him about, you know, how much he drinks... And made a joke about him drinking himself to death. And I think he made a joke back to her about if she she was his wife, he'd accept it gladly. Oh, God. (laughs) I, I was going to was this a joke or was this like, please, Winston, we love you. Like, you're tearing this government apart. <laughs> no, no, this was very much, this was very much the kind of this joke between people health. who hate each other but kind of like each other too. Oh, good. But mostly hate. Mostly hate. Uh, she was also notable for being very anti-Catholic and very anti-Semitic. Oh. Uh, that being said, she was also anti-Hitler. So she and just, she was friends with one of the Kennedys. So she hates everybody. Yeah, she was. She was. She was a very. She became very unpopular in her old age, and eventually had to retire because her husband threatened. She's like, "You have to retire, or the family's leaving. The family is leaving you. <laughs> You're embarrassing." <laughs> well, like, stop. How are you supposed to be popular if you hate literally everybody? I mean, not everybody. Okay, she likes white Protestants. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think you can skirt by with that in England, but it's it's risky. I mean, this was the forties, but you know, it's it, it, it's weird because. A lot of early feminist icons have that sort of complex. By complex, you mean they were just stunningly racist. Stunning, stunning racist. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, like complexity is just absolute unabashed racist. On, on the one hand, she was an an er- early entrant into breaking into the man's world of politics. Pioneer. For she was in rights. there for 20, 25 years. Despicable and person. <laughs> she was she was a virulent racist. <laughs> That's great. Uh, in her final illness. Uh, she she wasted away for quite some time As you did back then um, While they just bled you out with leeches She woke up shortly before she died And she sees all her friends uh, Sorry, not friends, her family gathered. I was going to say, this woman has no friends left by the end <laughs> These are only people who are obligated to be there Family, and perhaps some staff <laughs> She looks up and sees her family at her bedside And her first response is Am I dying, or is this my birthday? <laughs> 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 How do you be the one to break that news? <laughs> like, who wants to answer that question? I mean, she could probably handle it. <laughs> Just like, shh, mom, it's your birthday. Shh. Sleep forever. <laughs> So that was that was Lady Nancy Astor. Oh God. Um I wonder if she ever like got an answer. She just like slipped back into unconsciousness and was like, oh shit, it's definitely death. <laughs> whoops. This answer's There's not your answer. <laughs> she just immediately vomits blood and is like, ah, well, this doesn't seem like a birthday tradition. <laughs> this isn't very jolly at all. I None of your singing. I don't like this. <laughs> I was told there would be cake. Boo, shame on you. <laughs> this one, this one is by Jean. Cocteau, who is a French writer. Uh, he was also a playwright, and he dabbled a bit in film. Okay. Uh, Since the day of my birth, my death began its walk. It is walking towards me without hurrying. Oh, that's very, like, That cub. is goth. That is <laughs> super goth. If you want a line to get one of those like girls with like the dark makeup and and like the big heavy chains to have sex with you in a graveyard that is the line you use you sound like a 40 year old woman describing emo kids the the dark makeup <laughs> and the heavy chains you know what all those kids are into that black sabbath and all that goth that goth makeup black sabbath. <laughs> it just sounds like a Linkin Park lyric, is what it sounds like. This is what this is like the title of Evan S's comeback album. You know that I was born sixty. I oh, was yeah. born sixty wearing suspenders. You didn't even get to, I had a solid goth phase. I was like, alright, Marilyn Manson understands me. No, he doesn't. But yeah, it does not. <laughs> but you agree with me, right? isn't this, no. is this is an excellent line. Oh, it would have gotten me for sure. Oh yeah, like oh, fifteen-year-old me is pants are down. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is this is for a certain crowd a panty dropper. All of those people need therapy. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Every single. They one. need they need therapy or they need a couple years. And they need to leave high school. <laughs> oh, God. It's a shame he, he couldn't go through with this. These are his dying words. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, he was not in in any shape to be having sex in a graveyard. No, he doesn't have enough blood left to, like, power what remains of his brain and also to, like, fuel an erection. <laughs> he's, he's done. Never mind if they want some blood play. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You need to not go on the internet. <laughs> You're looking up websites you shouldn't be looking at. I swear to God. Notably, most goth people do not have a vampire fetish. Did you like do. survey this? You sound very confident in this. <laughs> I am not. At I don't all know. I was a teenage girl during like the height of the Twilight craze. I'm not they probably <laughs> do have. They probably okay. So I should probably reiterate that as or reformulated that most people do not take their vampire fetish that far. <laughs> no, that's true. That's I hope so. God, I hope so. There's not enough. Lysol wipes in this world <laughs> There's, there's like, like if there was Like every teenage campus Would just be horrifying under a black light They are, they already are <laughs> <laughs> Just for other reasons I wouldn't lick my high school Ever And no one should No part of it <laughs> Unless I have seen anything in a high school Directly sanitized in front of me It is coming nowhere near me Even then I feel like you shouldn't lick it I feel like don't lick even public then. surfaces is. Life is not enough. 99.9% not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> oh, this is from Cicero. Okay, so Cicero th- who is this? Cicero was a Roman statesman and orator. He was <laughs> quite he's quite well thought of in the in the public schools. <laughs> public schools meaning the exact opposite of what you think it means. Because the British are weird. Huh. But, yeah, so if you've ever had, like, a really, really pretentious education, you know who Cicero is. <laughs> is that the metric by which we judge a pretentious education? If you know who Cicero is, yes. So if somebody doesn't recognize it, you're like, ah, oh, that's a that's a down-home, yeah. down-to-earth you, education. You, you got clearly there. never had to choose between Latin and Greek. <laughs> Way with you, common folk. <laughs> Um, interestingly enough, I'm under the impression that Cicero would not have pronounced his name Cicero. It's spelled, uh, C-I-C-E-R-O, but I'm under the impression in the day, according to how Romans would have pronounced it, it would have been Chicero. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, that's way less manly. I don't know. <laughs> Chikoro! Chikoro! It it's just like, really cute. It sounds like a wooden puppet someone brought to life with oh, dire consequences. Chikoro! Yeah, no, it sounds like a children's mascot. That it sounds, sounds- like a, either a children's mascot, an or Italian cereal mascot, an like Italian what? cereal mascot. It, it sounds like something th- the Japanese would nickname a pop star. Yeah, no, none of these things are like masculine <laughs> rulers of the Roman Empire. Yeah, he didn't really rule. That being said, he was an advisor to rule okay. of so the impression he, shadow government. So uh, mm. he was assassinated quite famously oh. by a Roman mm. uh, by a Roman centurion, which is a type of soldier named Herennius. Huh. I have no idea how that would be pronounced by the Romans. <laughs> it's not as fun as Chiquito, though. By the order of Mark Antony. And his last words were, there is nothing proper about what you are doing, soldier, but do try to kill me properly. (laughs) Firm scolding. We went with scolding. (laughs) You're about to shuffle off this mortal plane and you're like, I want this guy to temporarily feel shame. (laughs) If I can make my assassin feel sheepish, I've, I've left this world. I may be bleeding to death, but at the very least, I will not be bleeding to death. Unheard. <laughs> <laughs> I to have, I again. This is one of those ones where it's like, why would anyone relate these last words? It was like the other soldiers wanting to just shame this guy for the rest of his life. From <laughs> that time, you got told by Chikoro <laughs> Yeah, like I think there's a certain level of machismo to it, but I mean, he was. Yeah, like you know, like it, it's a certain elegant. Almost machismo. like you're bored with your assassination. Like, do do this properly, won't you? I mean, could you kill me already? I grow weary of your efforts. Yeah, it actually kind of reminds me of one of the victims of Marilyn Manson's last words. Um, Marilyn Manson is dead? (laughs) Oh, wait. No, not... No, no. I was gonna say, what the hell? Not Marilyn Manson. (laughs) No, Marilyn Manson has not had victims. I was gonna say, I have so many... Charles Manson. I have so many (laughs) questions. I (laughs) get confused, you know, dearie. I feel like I can... Like, any teenager who was really into Marilyn Manson counts as one of his victims, but... (laughs) He's he's very much I mean there's a lot of fashion alive. disasters from I don't, like 10 years ago. Oh god, and I have my mother has pictures of all of them. But, but I, no, we're not talking about like Charles Manson's last words. No, cuz he's also still alive. He's also still being. alive. Old and crazy, but old, he's Old and crazy. Still alive. Um, but very much alive. Well, <laughs> he could go at any time. He could go at any time. He's not doing well. He's not doing well at all, but... But we're talking... am I'm actually mentioning one of his victims, because that really reminds me of her. Uh, you can stop now. I'm already dead. Oh, also sassy. This was being repeatedly stabbed. Oh, shit. Yeah. I feel... Man, I mean... Like, she managed to... That's mental fortitude she right was, there. She was injured and managed to escape the house and run away, and then got caught on the lawn. Oh, is this Shannon Tate? Uh, this is Abigail Folger. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, she was at the Tate house. She had to go through life named after coffee, and mm, then she got stabbed to little, death. What a life. I, I don't know which is worse. The stabbing. It's the it's, stabbing. The, it's definitely the stabbing. It's definitely the stabbing. It's also the stabbing, like, with the sassy quip. Like, that's... <laughs> it's like, man, who has the sassiest quips when they're going down? You know, Cicero, Roman orator, and also... Murder victim. Murder victim, Abigail Folger. Related to coffee Folgers, <laughs> question mark? Question mm, mark. I feel like that's not what she would be known for, even if she was. Even if she was, no. Oh, God. No. Yeah, That's. it's pretty morbid, but like, when you're discussing last words, it generally is. I mean, now if I ever get murdered, like I'm going to use that. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a nice line. Bring some shame to your... It's like, come on, you can stop now. Right? Like, I'm already dead. You've done it. Like, what are you doing? This is excessive. You know this is excessive. Like you're wasting your time, man. I'm gonna bleed to death. You're just being ridiculous. I'm not gonna die faster just because you keep stabbing me. Right. This is this is a a wasted effort for both of us. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of those people who who keep pressing the the button to cross the street even after they've already (laughs) pressed it once. (laughs) Yes, that's a perfect comparison. (laughs) I thought so. It's weird because most of those most a lot of those buttons like they're entirely they're not hooked up. They don't actually. Yeah, I know. Especially like Edmonton, all the lights run on timer. <laughs> they're all timed. They don't do anything. It'll make a sound, I guess. <laughs> that's all it does It make a chirpy sound. Yeah, like, some of them like, directly say, like, you will like only press this for audible signal and that's because they're only really necessary if you're blind. <laughs> Apparently the door close buttons in most elevators also don't do anything. Yeah, the one at the university uh, transit center yeah. does work, but yeah. most of them don't work. Interesting. They're just completely timed. And they're a perfect allegory for being <laughs> frantically stabbed to death by cult members. I really feel it. Your mind is a fascinating and terrifying place. It is a playground of insanity. Okay, great. I'm alone in this room with you. No yes. one knows we're here. Yeah, no. When is the uh, your roommate coming back? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I actually don't. I don't know. Yeah. And he doesn't know you're here. Yeah. So. Will, will he know what happened for the next double days or so? Who knows? Who knows? I'm going to start thinking of some words. <laughs> I mean, we're already on... The, it's That's exactly the right instinct. Oh, God. I thought we were just filming a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, this has all been a lure. We're like six episodes in now. This is a long game. I like to take my time. I like to do it right. So play with I am your, a craftsman. Don't play with your food. <laughs> uh, this next one is by Joan Crawford, the, uh, the actress. Right. Um, and uh, she had a heart attack, and this... Comment was it was witnessed by her housekeeper, right. who began to pray. Okay. And her last words are, Don't you dare ask God to help me. No. I'm I'm going straight down. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the heat. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare! I don't. Want, I don't want to. Nope I'm not okay with that. I, am, I know that I am currently dying. <laughs> However, you, you are pissing me off. Could <laughs> ramming your religion down my throat, like that, is a dedication. I also feel like maybe the subtext was. Like, do CPR. Do something useful. Call the hospital. Call somebody. Don't just stand there. What are you doing? Don't ask God to help me. Ask the paramedics. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that might have been the implication there. Yeah, sure. Religion, all that. However, I would really (laughs) like some, I would really like somebody with medical training and some some (laughs) equipment now. Time and place. Time and place. But, yeah, I find that it's sort of viscerally appealing in, in a kind of, to like... To shame somebody for her. I, I mean, just, like, sort of, like, like curse the gods kind of way. Yeah. Maybe she was just, like, a strong, secret Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. I don't need your god. I got my own. I'm gonna come back. Pray to Shiva, maybe, but, you know, Shiva being Hinduism, I know it's not Buddhism. I know. I got that. I'm telling the listeners at home. Oh. Maybe they're not at home. Maybe they're listening to this on the bus. Oh, uh, I don't mean to judge or anything. <laughs> Maybe you're listening to this on the bus. i listen to podcasts on the bus. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not judging them just because they're not at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, you only listen to podcasts. In your place of residence where no one can see you! <laughs> Hide your shame. Hide it. <laughs> Let no one know that you listen to the fat, the French, or the fabulous. <laughs> what is that, NBR? Get out of my sight. You're not my son. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I like NBR. Did your parents beat you for listening to it? <laughs> I shall tell no tales. <laughs> I don't think uh I don't think NPR was uh, a podcast when I was a kid. It I don't think podcasts radio. were a thing when you were a kid, no. Uh, well as we've discussed, I am ancient. You are old as the earth, provided that the earth is twenty six. All right. Let's get into something somewhat sad but somewhat funny. Oh, good. Uh road doll. So oh the novelist. The author, children. Yeah, the author. James the and the giant author. peach. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach. I'm absolutely. very fond of Road Doll. Uh the, the big friendly giant. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, he says this first line to his family, uh, then he loses consciousness, then, then he lost consciousness. Um, there was a nurse there, and she decided to, you know, ease his pain, which is a euphemism for... Drug him to death. Drug him to death, yes. Yeah. She wanted to euthanize him. Um right. So she gives him a big syringe. You know, I'm not frightened. It's just that I'll miss you all so much. Followed Aww. by, after the nurse gives him the big needle. Ow fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he was like, God damn it, I had said my piece. I had said what I came to say. You know, like that's that's the problem. That's the problem. You really want to like keep mum on your last lines. After <laughs> I, you get that I had poetic. The perfect line and you just messed it up. <laughs> just drive a needle into the guy. Went out of the world with oh, Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, like that's the problem. You this don't, know, I don't yeah. you don't know what's gonna come between. <laughs> this is why we have IV lines now. I feel like we don't just plunge syringes into the dying. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, lethal dose of morphine. Oh fuck! Just leave your family with that one. That was just delightful. Children's author whose last words on this on this mortal plane are out. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was known for like all of this delightful. <laughs> <laughs> for the way that he wrote, and like you know, like really connecting to kids, and having yeah. such imaginative, like innovative storytelling. Yeah, like, and it really—I like, like, love his—I loved his stories as a kid. Oh, me too. And the way that he writes, it's just like it just feels like childhood. Yeah, it's just whimsical and sweet and fun. Oh fuck! ow fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that changes my view of him forever. <laughs> <laughs> I I just find that a very fun sort of anecdote about Road Doll. <laughs> Not one that I'll tell to kids. No, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yes. maybe do that. Although if we want a far more depressing one, I think we go with Chris Farley. Oh, God. Um, so Um The comedian? Really? The comedian, yes. Oh, he has man. the most tragic. Oh, no. Tragic. So his death came after he collapsed after a long weekend of drugs and I was going to say, he went out with drugs. I feel like yeah. he, he died a... 80s comedian's death. Yeah, he had was at a weekend. Uh, he spent a weekend in a hotel with a prostitute, oh, having God. a lot of drugs. Um, and his last words are to her, oh, and they are man. and they are, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Oh God. Oh, God, if your last words are you begging with a prostitute, I just... Yeah, just oh, begging a prostitute not life, to abandon you. you li- your life didn't go well. No, like, that is not a For good direction. For all the success you had and all of the great things you achieved. Yeah, no. Like, that is not you a... You were a mess. That is a sad end. That is and, a sad end. And, you know, I... Grew- Did she leave him? Yes. Oh, oh, fuck. And yeah. then she told people this. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's... That's gold. Yeah, it's it's genuinely very sad because, you know, like, I grew up watching Chris, Chris Farley, Farley movies. And yeah. he was always so funny and my I mom feel like, was yeah, really into him. He was just, like, unbelievably depressed. He was just, like, Chris Farley is... The medication of untreated, the self-medication of untreated mental illness. Oh, for sure. You know, he went to rehab, you know, he would just send, like, these really messed up, like, barely, barely legible letters to his family, and... I feel like a lot of, like, old time, like, all comedians just on the inside are just dying. Yeah, like... There's a degree to which being a little bit broken inside and using humor as a coping mechanism are correlated. So what we're doing by having a comedy podcast is just an elaborate cry for help. It is. We, we are revealing our innermost angst in a way that no one will truly understand. <laughs> Did you say angst? Yes. Fuck. You know me. You know who I am. I am a person who says whom and angst. You're a person who's dying inside. (laughs) Yes. Doing this podcast is just a way to keep the darkness at bay (laughs) for like a couple hours. Just a few hours more. Just a few hours more. Yeah, like, a lot of comedians, and not all comedians, some are genuinely very happy people, but most comedians, I think... <laughs> Sad and broken. are Like, dealt with, like, a degree of mental illness or a degree of social rejection early on. Just a on. deep inner sadness. Just a deep inner sadness that was the reason why they started using humor as a social crutch. So, like, every time you laugh at a comedian, know that you are laughing at another human being's Deep years inner and pain. years of sadness just inner torment <laughs> that's what you're hearing this that is that is what you are experiencing firsthand oh great like the joy you are experiencing is not a reflection of their of their souls <laughs> <laughs> yay here's a here's a slightly less depressing one. Oh, good um es ist gar nichts es ist gar nichts translating to it is nothing it is nothing how is that less depressing this was uh, Franz Ferdinand, Archduke of Austria-Hungary. Oh, so this is sort of like, tis a flesh wound. <laughs> it's, it, it's only a wound. Your leg's <laughs> off. Yes, that kind of thing. All right, so this is him getting shot and being like, ah, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, like, this is the assassination that led to World War One. <laughs> Walk it <laughs> off. And I'm like, I just respond just to that. No, Franz. No, it isn't. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. A lot of people are about to die. A lot of people are about to die because you couldn't keep your brains on the inside. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Like like honestly if you've never looked up like the the sheer comedy and farce that was the assassination of Ar- Arch Dan No, uh, Jessica, Archduper. I haven't because I'm not as broken as you. That <laughs> <laughs> only makes me funnier. <laughs> But, like, his assassins were incompetent. Oh, it is, yeah. It was almost accidental that he that they managed to get him at all. And that is almost, <laughs> m- like, that almost makes it more tragic. Because oh, all oh, of this could have been avoided. Because this was just, like, a haphazard farce of, a like, Yeah, we should shoot the Archduke. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I'm not doing anything Saturday. Oh, fuck. <laughs> a lot of people died. Yes. So, like you know he he died shortly after saying that and it's just like man if only he knew he'd be a little more serious about his own death his last words would be ow fuck <laughs> <laughs> or maybe something like "Stop! I'm dead already." Oh God! Everyone should just recycle like all the best last words have been said. Just recycle. Just you know, like in. just go through and you like find the one you like best. Or it would be like, "Please don't invade Serbia for this." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> don't start a war about this, guys. It's cool. <laughs> I mean it. It will lead to the destruction of Europe as you know it. Yeah, if only Franz Ferdinand had been psychic. That's your, like, historical what if? It's like, oh, what if he'd been psychic? Yeah, yeah. It it, it probably would have helped. It probably would have helped. (laughs) Or maybe it just would have been terrible because, like, maybe free will isn't real. And he would have just, like, known that his death was coming all along, but unable to stop it. No, that was supposed to be funny, and now it's dark. Now it's dark and weird. I find it funny. (laughs) (laughs) She says with a murderous gleam in her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason why we're doing a podcast is so people cannot see the murderous gleam. That's... I mean, it comes through, I think. (laughs) That's why I'm describing it in detail. I I have, like, an audible murderous gleam. You do. You actually do. <laughs> uh, oh, this one's from Millard Fillmore, thirteenth president of the United States. And if you don't remember Fillard, uh Millard Fillmore, you're not alone. It's you're not alone, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's not what he does. And you don't need to. You do. You honestly do not need to remember him. His historical footnote is unremarkable. <laughs> unremarkable. Just you know, he probably did something important. I guess, like be president. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Possibly. about it. Possibly. Was president did nothing else. His name Millard Fillmore, which gave a character uh, the name to a, a ca- uh, the name Fillmore to a a really excellent character from a well, a Disney uh, t- television show. Yeah, Fillmore. Interesting. You go, President. <laughs> what a legacy. Uh, anyway, after he was uh asked by his physician uh, how his food was, his response was, "The nourishment is palatable." And that was his last words? Yes. He died as he lived. Boringly. Yeah, bland. Bland. (laughs) Everything is food, his death, his life. (laughs) Bland. Flavorless and bland. Did Millard Firmall do anything exciting? Not sure. Probably not. (laughs) History has not recorded it, if so. (laughs) But they did record that his food was not quite to his liking. Historians were too busy (sighs) yawning to really record anything else. Because they were just so bored. (laughs) Right. But I find that like that's probably like deeply sarcastic. It's just like it's fine. Leave me here to die. <laughs> and they did. And they did. We don't know anything else he ever said. Yeah. As far well, that as being we said, know, yeah. That being said, considering the era he comes from, he was probably better off if the doctor did go away. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Enough with the leeches. I will sit here with my adequate nourishment. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, treatments for like health related concerns probably killed more pre- presidents than they saved oh great <laughs> who needs term limits when you have biological limits <laughs> the limits of medical science oh god oh this one's by ian fleming so you probably oh, don't yeah i do know who ian fleming yeah, is yeah well that's because you're a nerd oh well, fuck you too. <laughs> I didn't say it was a bad thing. I'm not here to judge. This is a no-judgment zone. Okay. Well, it's not a no-judgment zone. It's a lot of judgment zone, but it's, it's all from you ju- towards me. That's true. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> uh, so this was spoken to the uh, the ambulance drivers who were taking him to the hospital. Right. I assume so he didn't make it to the hospital. Uh, he might have, but... Not, probably yeah. not. It probably didn't do him much good. <laughs> oh. And Ian Fleming, notably for everybody playing along at home and or on the bus. It's <laughs> a uh, legitimate point, Jessica. <laughs> it's pedantic. <laughs> uh, he was the author of the original James Bond stories. Um, and his what he said to the ambulance drivers was, I am sorry to trouble you chaps. He was British. I don't know how you get along so fast with the traffic on the roads these days. That's the most British final words I've ever heard. That is, that is like, peak Briti- Britishness. Apologizing Britishosity. for inconveniencing someone who is doing their job to save your life. That's <laughs> you are currently dying. And complaining about the traffic at the same time. It's just... Wow, (laughs) that's it. It You're complaining about the traffic, apologizing, and dying. (laughs) All he needed to do was ask for a scone, and I think he would have just like transformed into the British lion (laughs) and galloped off into the sunset. Uh, That being said, I think all of us hope to have the same final line as Errol Flynn, the actor. Okay. I've had a hell of a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a nice one. Yeah. That <laughs> one's non-horrifying. That is non-horrifying. <laughs> was his death horrifying? don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe I, he, I didn't check. He may have died being cut to pieces by multiple chainsaws. But Probably. I mean, he was an action hero. <laughs> action star. He had a good time getting there. He had a good time. Like, at least he died doing what he loved, whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Being satisfied. But yeah, like, I hope that... All of us die as happy as Errol Flynn? I hope that all of us can look back at our lives, and even if we do not die well, that we can have said that, yes, I lived well. Yeah, I enjoyed all of it. Even the parts that were like being on the phone with Shaw Customer Service. Yeah. Or being on the bus. Or waiting for Shaw Customer Service to finally get to you. <laughs> A lot of, like, Shaw customer service is probably, resp- and, and most telecom companies are probably <laughs> responsible for a lot of human misery on net. <laughs> this has just turned into shitting on telecoms. I mean, they deserve it, true. in my defense. It's true. They are worse people than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, do not say that lightly. No, you don't at all. So we've we finally found the bar. Oh, although, uh, depending on when we published the last one, uh, the last words of Muammar Gaddafi are. Oh, good. Like, there are several different reported versions of them, but I'm just going to tell you my favorite. Okay. So, like, while he was being dragged out by revolutionaries who were infuriated by his years and years of oppressive rule. Oh, yeah, he didn't die well. That's right. He he, he said before he got, I don't know, presumably shot in the face. Yeah, I think so. What did I do to you? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! Unrepentant. <laughs> it may have been a way to like extend his lifespan. Like I have done a lot of shit. I'm I'm gonna need you to list it so I can live another three and a half hours. Yeah. Can we get through this? I just want to like one more day <laughs>
1: yeah. or maybe a week. I'm just there's a lot of you listing
0: all the shitty things I did <laughs> <laughs> to my own people. <laughs> what did I ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's my favorite too. I hope that's the real ones. <laughs> Like the other ones are okay, but that one's my favorite. So he favorite. too died as he lived, just being an oppressive shitty dickhole. Just being completely unaware of his impact on people. Yeah, unaware <laughs> of his impact. That's great. Um, this one's interesting. I am thankful for the kind treatment during my captivity, and I ask God to accept me with mercy. I assume this is somebody getting executed. This is at the end of Hans Frank about to be hanged. Oh. And he was Hans Frank. Hans Frank was a Nazi. Oh oh oh! These are Nazi last words. Yeah, these are Nazi last oh, words. Oh shit! <laughs> Hans Frank is notable for being one of the few—I think only one of two—Nazi war criminals who were tried at Nuremberg, who was truly repentant for his actions. Interesting. Um, you know, he he switched religions after conversations with a Catholic priest. He deeply regretted what he had done and took full responsibility well, for I hope it. Hope so. Like holy shit! It, it's notable because most of no, most Nazi war criminals basically. Yeah. Basically, didn't. basically, their answer was, I was just following orders and right. a, a complete refuel, refusal <laughs> to accept moral culpability. Yeah, at some point, you've got to feel bad about that like before you quietly move to Argentina. So, like, he was completely cooperative during the trials. Uh, he gave them loads of evidence in the form of his diaries. Oh, wow. And he quietly accepted uh, his execution. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit, I mean, like, it's dark Yeah, we, yeah like I mean, if there, there's no such thing as a good Nazi But I mean, I guess he was, like, less shitty Yeah, it's, like, it, it's sort of the, One of those questions that make you think Like, what are what is the extent of forgiveness? You know, where do we Like, what is too bad, Horrifying of a crime to Forgive? Forgive I mean, we hung the dude We did hang the dude So I feel like, yeah, being a Nazi Not forgivable Mm-hmm. Like, with his kind of crimes, even if we did not accept the death penalty, which right. a lot of these countries don't This anymore, dude was never getting out. He was never getting out of prison. No. And I don't think he should have. No, probably not. That being said, there is a small place in my heart where I say, Hans Frank, at the end, you accepted what you did. Okay. Well, this has gone from comedy to uh, forgiving Nazi ghosts, so this has been a wild ride. I only forgive him a little. You only he forgive still, the Nazi ghost sh- a little bit. He still should have been either in prison for the rest of his life or executed. <laughs> I will buy you a Ouija board so you can tell him all of this <laughs> 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 at your convenience. Yeah, it's just it, it's just interesting compared to like a lot of uh, the Nazis who just <laughs> refused like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> to accept that what they did was horrifying even in under the full uh, full weight of the world's shock and horror. Yeah, Holocaust was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. So, a Nazi? Yes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. I don't know, that know what else one. to say. Like Ooh. objectively horrifying. Yep. But, you know, what is the worst of authority? That would have been better if I hadn't lisped. (laughs) I was just going to say, hang on. Those didn't sound like words. I know English, and those are not... That's not part of it. I decided to go into podcasting, despite the fact I have multiple speech impediments. That caused me to lisp, even when I'm trying to be sincere about Nazis. I asked you to do this with me, despite the fact that I know full well you have multiple speech impediments. I I, I, I suppose, like, all all, all the people at home and or on the bus really like the porky pig impression that comes out every once in a while. Well, I greatly enjoy it, so... I mean, it's comedy, you know. Goodbye, folks. Um... And we're going to leave this off with one last set of last words. And these are by Thomas J. Grasso, who died in 1995. He was executed by injection in Oklahoma. Hmm. I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. All these years later, I am still outraged that this man was not given SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I mean, what a last meal. I, How I, dare I, they? My, not my personal choice. If that was the last thing I was going to eat. Eat on this mortal plane. Yeah. But the, the very least, he asked for SpaghettiOs. You should give the man SpaghettiOs. He was very specific. He was specific. I actually feel like SpaghettiOs are way less effort to prepare than spaghetti. They're 99 sends a can and you yeah, just have to open them up open and heat and them. You open and heat. Like spaghetti requires that you boil water and then cook yeah. and then mix with sauce. They went out of their way not to really give him what he wanted. No, they actually had to go to a lot more time, effort, and money <laughs> to prepare his meal. Like, come on, man. He's not even gonna get to digest it. He's dead. <laughs> oh, God. Such a waste. Actually like they eat their final meal the night before. Maybe. And then they die in the morning. That would be less messy. It's a gross consideration. I think about these things. (laughs) Too much. Way, way, way too much. Other people, like, feel sad when they read about someone's last words. I (laughs) giggle and wonder about the details. Oh, well, we got lots of details. This (laughs) is a world... You know, humanity is like a rainbow. Oh, no. we're, We're all different. But isn't that... Isn't that great... Isn't that what makes us special? I thought this was going to go in a horrifying direction, but I mean... I mean, it is technically still horrifying, I think. (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going to give some aphorism. Like, oh, we're all like a rainbow. Like, fleeting and meaningless. (laughs) I mean, that too. Oh, (laughs) good. I mean, rainbows don't really mean anything. They're just like Mm. tricks of light on water. Refracting. (laughs) Humans are a refraction. We are momentary errors in the function of physics so great you're welcome fantastic (laughs) but yes i I wasn't going for that (laughs) (laughs) i just think we're all unique and beautiful in our own ways oh well that's nice It's a nice place to end off. And with any luck, we will all die after having said something particularly striking. Yeah, just something magnificent. Yeah, start thinking about it now. Yes. But in any case, our last words, but not the last words, <laughs> shall be uh, a send-off. Thank you for listening to Fat French and Fabulous. I have been Jessica. You continue to be Jessica, And actually. I continue to be Jessica. And I am Janelle, and I continue to be Janelle. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank you, Jessica. I affirm and support your right to be Janelle. Excellent. I didn't choose this. It was something that was forced upon you, it but was. you've 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 managed I've risen it to the occasion. you've risen to the occasion. Alright, and we hope that your bus ride goes well. <laughs> that or you wake up in time for work. <laughs> Hey, we want to thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We're really sorry that we took a couple weeks hiatus. Um, We didn't really mean to, it's just that life got a little bit crazy. For those of you who didn't know, Jessica actually moved out to Vancouver recently. Um, Don't know if I was allowed to say that, so if you're planning to stalk Jessica, um, go to Vancouver, that's where she's at. I actually moved across the country, I'm in New York City, so if you want to stalk me, you're gonna have a fucking hell of a time finding me. Uh, But what this means is that we are back to our regular posting schedule. Hopefully things will be up on Wednesday or Thursday, It depends on my schedule. If my professors want to be dicks to me and don't want me to sleep. I'm a grad student again, so I have no money and absolutely no fucking time. Uh, You can catch us on on your favorite podcast service, as always. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, whatever else it is that you want to use. I don't know, there's like a million of these things right now. We should be on most of them. You can also find us on social media if that's your thing. You can find us on Facebook at Fat French Fabulous. You can find us on Twitter at Fat French Fab. If you just fucking hate the sound of one of our voices, that's totally fine. You can follow us on Twitter individually. I am on Twitter at Very. Uh, I'm not Jessica. I'm at Very Bad Llama. And Jessica is on Twitter at I'm Not a lungfish, because Jessica, as always, is not a Lungfish. Um, Hopefully we'll be getting a website up in the next couple of weeks, it really depends on how much my professors hate me and my basic human need for rest. Um, But yeah, once again, thank you again for being patient, we know obviously that your lives were going to pieces in the absence of Fat French Fabulous, and we will see you next week!